Hello, and welcome. This is the What If I Told You podcast, a show of conspiracies, cults, murders, and mysteries. I'm Emily. And I'm Maddie. And you can tune in every Tuesday for your weekly dose of weird. We only ask that you be kind. And stay weird. Okay, goodbye. This show is brought to you by the Deluxe Edition Network. Head over to the Den Dot Show for other great podcasts. Oh my. Oh my. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Deluxe Edition. I'm Bill Seabald here with Casey Shearer. I love saying your name like that. It's such a fun, fun name. Casey Shearer. How you doing? How are you, sir? Good. How are you? I'm okay. It's been a it's been a busy week and it's only Monday. (laughs) I know. (laughs) <laughs> and, and we started every once in a while, we miss our Sunday recordings and we end up doing them on Monday. This was a tough Monday to to do. So you're like, hey, you ready? It's six o'clock. I'm like, nope, not ready at all. But luckily, Casey, you actually are driving this show. Yep. So what do you got in store for us today? Well, first of all, like always, the plugs. All right, let's get them over with. The plugs. We are on the Deluxe Edition Network. You can find all of the great shows over at theden.show. The podcast of the month this month is What If I Told You. It's two girls from Missouri. They're a true crime podcast. They do aliens, conspiracies, uh, all kinds of true crime. Really good show. Check them out. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Deluxe Edition Pod. You can support our show by going to patreon.com slash deluxe edition pod. If you want a t-shirt, you can go over to whatamaneuver.net and find deluxe edition. We have deluxe edition network t-shirts over there as well as deluxe edition podcast shirts. And if you'd like to go back into our catalog of shows, you can find every show over at deluxe edition dot show. Anything else, Bill? Did I miss anything? We strongly discourage it because we were terrible back then. (laughs) (laughs) See, I, on the other hand, highly recommend going back to our older shows and seeing how much we have changed. We were just talking about it on the last episode. We're not monotone anymore, so that's good. Yeah. Welcome to the Lux Edition. You can yeah. find us over on Deluxe Edition Pod on Instagram. Oof, that is that's some good broadcasting. <laughs> Everybody should be monitored. Could you imagine? <laughs> like I, I don't. You know, I got into this podcasting really sort of as a fan of radio, and radio guys have that voice, but you never really get. There's, there's no like iconic podcaster voice. You know, Stern always talks about the radio guy. You know, whether it's like the morning zoo guy or the. Yeah, coming up to the next hour, we got a whole bunch of songs by the zombies, and we got, and it's always like this, rah, 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 and then they hit it right on the the you know right when the song starts. Podcasters yeah. don't really have to have a style; anything goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, as uh, as shown on our network, we have a wide variety of shows on our network. The Return of the Living Flood. He's kind of got like a, a streaming style, but it's still a podcast. You know, ours is more of a radio show style sometimes, but it's still a podcast. Yeah. Yep. And tying into like the, uh, you said about how podcasters don't have their, their own, like a, a, you know, a soothing podcaster voice, like that radio voice. Getting into what we're going to be talking about today, we're going to be talking about Ric Flair's last match. 
Conrad Thompson. Let me start. I'm a, I, I have a, like a whole list of stuff here to get into. Uh, this was a huge weekend. Conrad Thompson is one of the premier wrestling podcasters. Okay. He, he's actually married to one of Ric Flair's daughters in his podcast studio. When you see it behind him, he's a, a belt collector. He has original uh, screen worn, like TV worn belts, championship belts that he has acquired over the years uh, on it, on his, you know, big uh, bookshelf behind him. He has, there was a wrestler named Wahoo McDaniel. He was an Indian character. He has his headdress, like the actual headdress that he wore on screen. He's got different people's boots, you know, their, their actual boots that they wore in the ring. And he does all these different podcasts with several different old wrestling personalities. And I was listening to his podcast, uh, Arn. He did one with Arn Anderson, who was a member of the Four Horsemen with Ric Flair. And now Conrad has so many different podcasts that he's now hired like help to to step in and help him do these uh, multiple podcasts. And this guy, Paul Bromwell, has been sitting in with Arn. And whenever I turn on that podcast with Arn and Paul is on, I'm like, fuck, I miss Conrad's voice. He has one of those great podcasting voices or radio voices. No, really? Why? Why is it it good? I don't know. It's just he's like got a southern draw. It's just he's really good at it. Yeah, I don't know the secret of a good podcast voice. I, I think anything you can get used to and, and you know, find attractive is, is good enough because you, you listen to all the voices. Everybody's got a different voice. But the thing is, I don't think anybody ever gets into a voice that is just monotone. I just don't think it's attractive enough. I like people who um, and I, I've always liked George Carlin for this. He talks about when he tells his jokes, it's rhythmic. You know, the way he uses his words, everything is rhythmic and it kind of keeps you engaged. And I just see a lot of podcasters that just talk blah, 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 like they're hanging out in the room. Like right. the room, leave, leave the bandwidth for shows that are trying to, to entertain their audience and trying to be performers. Right. So, okay. So this one guy was, was really good. And then they swapped him out with somebody else. And it, it like, it totally changed the dynamic of the show. That's how important it is to have the right type of broadcasters. Yeah. Yeah. If like, if I'll see in the description, Paul joins Arn this week, I won't, I won't even listen. I just, it's not, I just don't like him. As a podcaster, he he like tries too hard, I think. You know what I mean? Like he's trying to put on a character and try he's tries to like engage with Arn and like tries to get him to laugh and stuff. And it's like, it's dude, you're not there. you're not funny. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, that's you know, like that's how it goes. How many radio guys have gotten on in like little markets and never gone anywhere? You know, they never yeah. went to a bigger city because they just weren't very good. I, I don't know what the trick is. I never made it in the radio. I mean, we're only in this podcast now for what, a year and a half? Yeah, and uh, sure, it's going well, and we're getting really good feedback, and it's fun to have fans. That's crazy, but um, yeah, I mean, we're still pretty new at this, so I'm not sure what the thing is that people look for. I was thinking when we got off our uh, our, our last podcast, I wrote to you, I said, "Shit, man, I was a little too hyper. I was shot out of a cannon." Like, it just depends on the mood you're in. Like, I don't have a style yet. Do, do these podcasters think about their style? Do they think about their delivery like they did with radio and like musicians do when they're in front of a microphone? I don't know. Maybe some of the fun of podcasting is you don't do any of that shit. 
You know, it's unregulated. There's no parent company saying, make sure you say the call letters, make sure you, you sound like this. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't know. I, I started out when we started doing this. I was like, look, I think it's got to be a certain way or it's going to it's going to suck. It's going to fall to the wayside like billions of other podcasts that never get past 11 episodes. But the more it grows and we're still in the early days of it, the more I like that. It's I think it's going to branch out into different types of shows. I think people haven't quite realized that there are categories of podcasts and I don't mean topics. I mean, types. You know, because a lot of the ones you listen to are ones that I don't listen to. Like, right. I like a good, you know, structured the show that says this is what we're going to talk about. Almost like I'm listening to a fucking like I'm at school watching one of those film strips that they used to put on at school. You know, it's got a yeah. start. It's got a lesson and it's got an end. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I like those. And you're definitely a fan of, you know, the the just kicking around ideas. So, yeah, it, it'll be real interesting to see where podcasting is in about five more years and then 10 more years. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen to terrestrial radio? Oh, I think it's nearly dead. The other like, day I had to borrow a car that wasn't mine. And, and I was listening to like one of those pre-programmed radio stations that has like no announcer because it's all just, dude, it was nothing. It was so boring commercials. Like I was like, if I had any way to, I was in a shitty old car. If I had any way to plug in my phone, like immediately I'd plug it in and listen to my music or listen to, yeah. you know, an internet radio station that's highly tuned into to what I like. There's right. just no way that terrestrial stays around much longer. Once all these cars can have your phone plug right in and Google Android and Apple play and all that, you know, really become mainstream. I, who's going to want a radio? Right. I'm going to plug in my phone and then turn on the local radio station. Who gives a <laughs> shit about the local radio station? You, you, you end up going to what you love, which is like, you know, this style of music, these bands, and there's a radio station for every human being out there. Yeah. If oh, I, uh, if I will get into a rental car, and it and it doesn't work with my Android Auto. I I will switch cars. Really? Yeah. I'm finding this problem now that I'm done with vacations. I'm, I'm I don't know. If, you know, this is a real problem everybody's had, or I just had a bunch in a row. But every house I've gone to with the Airbnbs has had Hulu, not Hulu, has had um, Roku. So you know, I go in and then I see people forgot to log out. Then I'm kind of like, so am I going to watch movies on their account? I sure don't feel like logging out and typing in those characters right. with the remote, you know, <laughs> so yeah. I've done that. I've been watching movies on somebody else's Netflix, somebody else's fucking Amazon, whatever. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. People got to remember to log out of their shit when they leave houses. Right. Yeah. That's happened to me a bunch of times. Like they're in, in hotels. They're putting a lot of those uh, Roku TVs and, and smart TVs in the room where you can, you know, watch YouTube whatever you can do all kinds of streaming netflix it's right on tv and like you said like yeah people forget to log out it's like that's the first thing i do it's like before i start packing for the day to you know what i mean I, I log out you know what i'm gonna do next time i see it like i'm just gonna go into like their netflix and look up every like dirty filthy movie <laughs> so that their recommended list is gonna be like absolute smut like they're gonna be like <laughs> why does why does netflix suddenly think i'm into you know, Dirk Diggler movies or something. <laughs> Dirk Diggler, what was that? It was Dirk Diggler. Oh, he's from uh, he Boogie was, Nights. Yeah, yeah, Boogie Nights. Yeah, Marky Mark, right? Yeah, I don't think Netflix has any other porn, but maybe Boogie Nights. So yeah. that joke went nowhere. Failed <laughs> terribly, awfully. Anyway, so you were talking about this guy. I, you got to remind me who he was. I remember him in WWF. I actually have a funny. I met him. Did I ever tell you that I met him? Ric Flair. Yeah. No, you didn't. But Ric Flair got his start back in the seventies. He he was uh he was a sixteen time world champion for the NWA. 
it was Jim Crockett Promotions. He toured the country. He was like a traveling champion. He toured the country. Like other, remember how we talked before about ind- independent promotions and the different territories of promotions around the country before Vince, you know, sort of grabbed everything up. Yeah. So, like a promotion would hire Ric Flair or whoever, like the, the NWA champion was, to come into their territory to wrestle their main guy to get sales up for that week. You know, so he was he was like a, a huge deal back 70s and 80s. And then in the, I believe it was the 90s was when he first went to WWF. And th- this is something I've heard like he, he wasn't as big as he was uh, in WCW when he got to WWF. You know, he had a, a pretty good run. But from what I've heard about Vince McMahon is that if he didn't create it, he he didn't really care about pr- pushing the product, you know. What I mean? Like he he didn't really care about like wh- if so, if most people like unless it was their real name like Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, they came into WWF or yeah, they still use their real names. A lot of times, guys would come over like Mick Foley. We talked about him last week. What the Undertaker threw him off uh, when he came into WWF. He came from WCW. He was Cactus Jack in WCW and then when he came to WWF he was mankind. Eventually when Vince bought WCW they resurrected the Cactus Jack character and then he actually had another character after that too, Dude Love, which is pretty cool but Dude Love. Tell me your Ric Flair story, dude. Hold on. His name was Dude Love? Yeah. That's a badass name. Dude, there was a real quick, real quick before we get into anything else. Mick Foley is one of you've heard of Cameo yeah, he is absolutely the best cameo guy. Uh, I started watching his or listening to his podcast. He also does it on YouTube. He does a cameo at the end of every podcast, like just as like a treat, you know, and he does it in all characters. He has to have uh, but he has to call himself man in a mankind mask because of copyright issues <laughs> with Vince. So <laughs> it's like this cheap mankind mask that he got from china it's like all falling apart so he'll take his phone like he'll he'll do the cameo and he'll start his mick foley he's like hey this is mick foley you know we heard that you have a birthday coming up and you know a friend of mine is here and he, he wants to say hello and it, he'll put his phone down real quick and put the mask on and hi this is this is mankind man in a mankind mask you know and do his <laughs> character and then i'll hold on there's one other friend here and he'll put the phone back take that off and throw the throw the uh dude love stuff on it hey hey you cool cat and he'll do this fucking it's oh man it's so great he does all three characters in one cameo he's got to do this these three characters every day wow that's funny there's a there's a guitar player named buckethead you ever heard of him yeah yeah buckethead he wears a white mask like a ghost mask kind of like Michael Myers, and he wears a chicken bucket on his head. He wears a goddamn KFC <laughs> chicken bucket. And he's such an amazing guitar player. But um, the guy in real life is super, super um, introverted, you know, so he wears that mask to sort sure. of be brave and get up there. And he was doing a thing because Buckethead doesn't talk. Brian talks, the real guy, right? But but nobody really knows his real name is Brian. He's done a good job of kind of like, you know, the internet leaks everything eventually. So he will do interviews when he was doing interviews. He really doesn't do it very often. So I guess they were like, look, Dude, you're not going to sell records if you don't start doing interviews. He's probably like, fucking head doesn't talk. What the fuck am I going to do? So he got a puppet. Right? <laughs> He's like, well, 
Buckethead thinks, as he's flapping his puppet, and the, the puppet looks like a mutant monster because Buckethead's whole thing is mutants. He, and it was like, oh my God, get rid of the puppet. I'd rather not hear this guy talk than have to listen to this guy talk through a puppet. With the bucket on his head, he did that. With the bucket, yeah. Oh my God. Uh, it's like this stick's running a little old. Then he goes and plays guitar and you forget all about how yeah. silly the rest of it is. Yeah, amazing guitar player. He is amazing. He's a freak. Some people just kind of grow up in this in this uh, world, you know, in their entertainment world, whether it's wrestling or guitar, and just go, I'm just going to make it up my own way. Those guys are always the most amazing. And sometimes they just don't get the love, and they should. Yeah. Everybody's so busy just worshiping Machine Gun Kelly as the greatest musician ever. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like 10 billion people that invented brand new music, and they're never getting <laughs> any goddamn airplay, so nobody ever finds them. Yeah. Uh, life is sad. Very sad. Oh, how did I meet so, this guy? Yeah, tell, tell me your Ric Flair story, and then Ric Flair story, Bill's news, and then we'll I'll run down the breakdown of the Ric Flair's last match. Oh yeah, Bill's news. So I was I was sitting on some news items I want to share with you. See if people find this interesting. See if people find this news these news bits that I picked interesting. But uh, so the Ric Flair. Yeah, I mean, quickly I met him just because he was working with a company called Hoth. Hoth is a a digital marketing company. They they basically provide. Um, SEO services. So I went to a conference, right? And it's tons of people at these SEO conferences. It's like any conference, you know, thousands of people walking around. And all of a sudden, this guy apparently is working with Hoth. I guess they hired Ric Flair. So <laughs> I walk up to the thing and I'm talking to the guys and I look to the left and there's just some guy standing there and I don't make connection, right? He's wearing, I think he was wearing a suit for some reason. And I see him kind of like every once in a while, like make a big scene and like, hey, what's up there? And waving to the crowd. I was like, what the fuck is this guy? And then as I kind of walked around him from another angle, I went, it's Ric Flair, the wrestler. That makes no sense because Ric Flair wouldn't be here. Who is this guy? And I, like the whole day I walked by and I had no idea who he was until finally somebody said, yeah, did you see that it was Ric Flair standing over the hospital booth? I was like, that was a real th- Does anybody not realize who this guy is? It's a famous wrestler standing there. And I'm pretty sure nobody had any clue because it was all geeks. It was all marketing geeks. They just didn't know. Yeah, so that was weird. Yeah, and, and we did talk a little, but it was by the. I think he probably only had a couple hours. I didn't see him very long. So when I started, like, hey, what's up, man? It was kind of like, all right, I'm done for the day. Good luck. Buy some links. Yo, SEO. You know, and then he was kind of out of there. So right. meeting him was not much of a of a of a thing. But yeah, yeah. So I was in his presence. Cool. Yeah, yeah I've never been. In, uh, yeah, I've never been in the presence of Ric Flair. Well, a couple of years ago, he he was in some really bad health uh, issues. He had a bowel obstruction, I believe, and was in the hospital for you know a month or so, over a month maybe. Oh, what did he eat? A bowling ball? <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what it was. Apparently, it's something from you know alcoholism. I don't oh. know. <laughs> over the last like forty or so years, you know, partying after matches every night. Yeah, after a while, I hear it gets so crazy. You just start drinking everything. And yeah, they got nothing to do but eat the bottles. And then the bottles will jam up in your colon. <laughs> That's when alcoholism's really out of control. <laughs> when you're taking those big Patron bottles and swallowing them. <laughs> well, how did the match go? So this was his goodbye match, right? He, so he's he's up there as an old man. He's probably yeah. going to kill himself. We talked about that. He's oh. he's 73, dude. So let me – I just want to run down through the whole card because it was, it was an awesome show. It was something different. They actually brought this – Jim Crockett promotions back. It, it hasn't been a, a thing in many years. It, Jim Crockett promotion owned uh, World Championship Wrestling, which was WCW, 
and then uh, he sold it to Ted Turner. That's how Ted Turner got involved in the in the wrestling business, and it went to the TV, it went to TBS, like the Superstation and all that. So I talked about Conrad Thompson. He's married to Ric Flair's uh, one daughter, Megan. He runs a thing called Starcast. We talked about these conventions before that you go to this is like a convention for wrestlers it's a it's a wrestling comic-con which you know it's it's awesome they have tons of different panels they have live podcasts uh q a's it was the one of the first times that all four horsemen were on stage together in a long time they did a, a q a mick foley did a live podcast uh kevin nash did a live podcast uh really awesome just really cool to see all these old wrestlers together again you know so when they announced this match a couple months ago i'm not sure exactly when they announced it it sold out in three minutes and 32 seconds which is pretty incredible they actually had to move it so they could sell more tickets to the nashville auditorium that's cool. um yeah very cool and Ric Flair's had some incredible matches in the in the uh, Nashville Auditorium before, too. He wrestled a 60-minute match there with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat back in the 80s. These names. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat Willie. <laughs> well, how did it end? So he wrestled. Did he Did he live or did he die? I got to go through the card. Oh I got to. Got... <laughs> the card. Oh, this was a, this, Start dude, at the bottom. Work your way up. This was an incredible card. This is this isn't something that ever happens. It, it was several different promotions on one wrestling card, right? So David Crockett came out of retirement to announce the show with Tony Schiavone. It's pretty cool. Okay, the, never heard of him. David oh. Crockett. His his uh, brother, I think Jim, or maybe it was their dad, owned Jim Crockett Promotions. So they announced, uh, which was pretty cool. They, they don't ever really do this anymore. They announced the Spanish announced team. which is, They used to do that on uh, WWF pay-per-views back in the day. So they, they show you that it's worldwide, you know, around the world. So they actually have Spanish commentators there. The first match was the Motor City Machine Guns versus the American Wolves. Uh, these are guys that I had never seen wrestle before. It was, it was really good. Um, liked it a lot. It was Impact Wrestling. They were wrestling, all wrestling for Impact Wrestling. And the Motor City Machine Guns won that one. Uh, one guy was a little sloppy. He was a little old. Didn't I, I didn't really like him too much. He, he, do you know what selling is? Yeah, it's when you take stuff and you give it to somebody else for money. <laughs> yeah, in the real world. But in the wrestling world, selling yeah. is selling when I get punched. Uh-huh. When I get punched... I oh make it look like I got punched. Right. This guy got punched and he was just hmm, hmm, like not making it look good, you know? Yeah. He wasn't making the other guy look as good as he could have. Yeah, right. If you just stand there, then the other guy looks like you can't punch. Right. <laughs> Dude, would you fucking knock your head back? No, man. I'm gonna make you look bad. Yeah, exactly. Next match was an MLW showcase. Not really sure. I think it's Major League Wrestling. Uh, And this was Killer Cross, who used to be in the WWF as uh, Carrion, and Davey Boy Smith Jr. Do you remember the British Bulldog from the 90s? 80s and 90s? I remember that, yeah. Yeah, this is his son, Davey Boy Smith Jr. 
Oh um, no, they they've spawned and they got their kids into this. Yeah, buddy. Oh da- God, Davey's actually awesome. passed away, you know, years ago. But his kid is wrestling not quite as big as Davey was. Great match, a lot of back and forth, a lot of heavy hitting. Really weak finish, though. I, I was not a fan of the finish. The dude, uh, what was his name? Carrion or Killer Cross came across the back of the dude's, like, just his back with a forearm. And that was the end. It was, I don't know, it was kind of weak. What was um, that? That one? ML. MLW Major League Wrestling, and I believe that's in Hollywood, California. Sounds like mighty lame wrestling. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> so uh this is they like during the matches and stuff, they start so, uh showing celebrities in the in the crowd. Kid oh Rock God. was there. Of course, Kid Rock was there. <laughs> Let me get some other ones. Go Carrot on. Top. No. No. No, you don't think no, Carrot we're top wrestling celebrities. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, is Gilligan from Gilligan's Island still alive? I bet you he was there. Bob Denver. <laughs> he's definitely not alive. The guy who made all the sounds and noises from Police Academy, I bet you he's there. Michael Winslow that keeps blowing us off. Oh, are you trying to reach him? <laughs> Only for months. Oh, well, okay. Hey, how about this? Michael Winslow? <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> we, we ain't fucking you now. How do you like that sound effect? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. We can make our own sound effects, oh, motherfucker. We got our own. <laughs> we understand the Doppler effect. We can do- remember. Uh, I love the um, the Jetsons vehicle. Oh. <laughs> we use that stupid Doppler effect. Oh. Love it. All right. So, all right. I don't mean to keep interrupting the card here. You remember uh, Will Sasso from Man yeah, TV? TV? Yeah, was he a yeah, they, the audience? They showed him. Well, he he was like he did a video, an on-screen video thing, like a, a you know to say you know a cameo basically. They right twenty five. He paid his cameo fee and they got yeah. for twenty five bucks. Right. <laughs> Do you remember him in the uh, the Three Stooges movie? They made a Three Stooges movie. It was like a remake of Three Stooges, and I think it was the Farley brothers. Oh my god, was that him? And he was curly. And if it wasn't the Farley Brothers, forgive me, but I think it was. And I remember I, watching it and liking it and being like, this isn't that, actually that terrible. I laughed. I enjoyed it. I never watched it. Yeah. Will Sasso. Curly. Who else could Who else could be Curly? I don't know. Tom Cruise. No one. They sh- that's something that they should not ever do. Well, if they get the stars, you know, salaries low enough. They know they'll get guaranteed money because there's enough fans in there that are going to be at least buying one ticket. I, I'm sure that's how Hollywood does it. Yeah. Like, Do we think we'll make at least five bucks? Yeah, we'll probably make five bucks. I green light it. <laughs> it's got to be. I mean, some of the things these guys green light are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a uh, fat man. Yeah. Bill, you got to see fat man. It's going to be the next big movie. Yeah. Fat man was good. <laughs> I love that when I see uh what I, I saw oh I saw a trailer the other day for yeah, okay. I know you'll you'll never finish a story with me. It's just the way it goes. If you're new to the show, Casey never finishes anything he starts because I don't shut the fuck up. But I was watching like trailers, like upcoming trailers, and they had a movie with Mel Gibson, and it's one of those like it's the worst movie. Like basically they filmed it with their cell phone kind of movie, like the ones that we actually like. But when the big stars get into that, you know you're in trouble. Like when Nicolas Cage did his first like 
not Hollywood movie. You know, it's like, uh oh, yeah. now you're going to be at the convention soon. So I just saw that, uh, Mel Gibson's doing one of those movies now. And when you take Mel Gibson out of like the cinematic world where he's been and you put it like in basically like you're filming a movie with your camera, you, you get a different perspective of Mel Gibson. And it is awful. He looks like the worst actor in the world because they're just not giving him anything to work with. And this is a guy that knows how to make movies. He's made great movies. He's acted. He's directed in them. And now he's got to do these like, you know, what's your fee? My fee is uh, $30 million. I'll give you $10,000. i will take it. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So Fat Man didn't take off for him and now he's doing those movies. So I, it's how I told you it would go. I still have faith that Fat Man will take off. <laughs> Fat Man. <laughs> That's so funny. Fat Man. All right, Bill. Back to the card. Back to the card. Back to the card at hand. Next up was a Ring of Honor match. Tony Khan uh, owns AEW, also owns Ring of Honor. We talked about that last week. And this AEW is, a- is the league that you're into now. That's the big one for you. Yep. WWE became W WWF became WWE. That's still around. Yep. And AEW is the last remaining contender. Or is there another league that I don't know of? No, there's several. I mean, there's several uh, leagues like that are kind of, you know, right there. But who's but- Pepsi and Coke? It's WWE and AEW. Would that yes. Be- okay. Yep. Yeah. Because Tony Khan, his dad owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. They own, um, I think it's called like Fulham or Fulcrum. It's a soccer team over in England. He's a billionaire. He has just as much money, if not more, than Vince McMahon. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah, he's, I mean, it's, it's a brand new company, like three years. It's, it's, you know, still basically a brand new company. But uh, last week, after two weeks ago, when Vince McMahon retired, Tony Khan tweeted, thank you to all the fans. I am now the longest, the longest tenured CEO of any wrestling company. <laughs> yep. You outlive them. Sometimes <laughs> that's how you get to the top. You just outlive them. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, go, real quick, uh, I might actually start watching WWE again because Vince is gone and apparently they're going to be changing some, some things around. Kevin Nash that I had mentioned earlier, he announced that he's going to be working with WWE again as one of the writers. Like I said, remember I was, we were talking about last week how they would hire people who weren't into the product, you know, non-wrestlers. Now, Kevin Nash wrestled for 30 years. Now he's being hired as a writer. That's mm-hmm. what you want. I know. Look, we go back and listen to the last episode, everybody. I had a lot of fun beating up on wrestling, but I don't know. You you seem to be still interested in these storylines. I'm like, oh, there's nothing left in them for me. But you get so worked up, like, oh my god, it's the greatest storyline. Yeah, what happened? Well, he hit this guy because he was pissed off. Uh huh. Like that's wrestling. Like yeah. Like I, I just unless like they change something. Tell me this storyline. Like when this happens. Dude, here's the storyline. They decided to change all of wrestling to kissing. Now it's like kissing fights. Like that would be interesting. I'd be like, okay, I got to see. I got to see. Kiss Mania, Kisslemania. I'm going to go see Kiss Mania 42. I'm going to pay-per-view. I'm going to I'm going to go and I'm just going to watch people kiss. Like that would be more interesting than these repetitive storylines and just keep repeating, but you love it. You They're love not it. They don't it. repeat. They're not repeating storylines. Hmm. Are they talking about like alien abductions yet? Like there's just no. not enough storylines. 
They're going to have to get out of, out of this planet. <laughs> Has anybody showed up yet as like the, the God of thunder or, you know, I'm the King of Aquarius. And like, uh, no, nothing like that. No. Like back in the, back in the nineties, they had that stuff. Like there was the narcissist Lex Luger. I remember Lex Luger. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the Luger, Lex- I guess is a gun, but where, where I was in Philly, Luger was a big snotty spit. Ah, no, that's a Lugi. We call it Luger. There is Lugi, and then in 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 uh, in uh, in, uh, in in Pittsburgh they call it a hawker. We are teaching yeah. our audiences things. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hit me with a Luger. Going to drop a Lugi on him. What's hawker. a John? John. That wasn't where John. We used. How, about, how about Hoagie? Uh, Ogle. That's the Philadelphia accent. Every I know right away when somebody's from Philadelphia by the way they say oh. Right, hoagie. If it sounds like ew, then you know they're from Philadelphia. Come on, let's get ew. Have you finished your telling the story yet? Not yet. Hmm. We're thirty six minutes in, and I, I have twenty minutes left. <laughs> you can talk as long as you want. You got to edit this. You got to edit out all the unfunny stuff, which is so far thirty six minutes worth of content. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next match, Ring of Honor. Takeshita, Allen Angels, Nick Wayne, and Jonathan Gresham. Gresham. This was a four-way. They call it a four-way dance. Um, anyone could win. This was uh, anyone who wins gets a shot at the um, ROH Progress title. Nick Wayne that was in the match, he's 17 years old. He's amazing. He's been wrestling around the country. He already has an AEW contract for when he turns 18. Really? Does he have a muscles? Uh, he's pretty skinny. He's he's yeah. little, you know, he's a he's a kid. Fucking amazing though. Just, you know, f- so fast paced. He does a lot of they call him high spots. So like everything that he does is a big move, which you know, a lot of the older guys they don't like that stuff. And he's just trying to get they call it getting his shit in. The one like fucking awesome spot that they did, it was Nick Wayne and uh Allen Angels, they both got on the same turnbuckle in the corner, and their their opponents were on the outside, and they both did a moonsault backflip off the top to the outside at the same exact time. It was it was incredible. That like, blows you away. Can you jump at the same time as a friend? Like twenty feet in the air backwards. Sure. Yeah. On a turnbuckle. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Anybody could do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jonathan Gresham won that one with, uh, they call it the Okada roll. It was a lot of back and forth, pinfall, false false finishes, they call them. A lot of back and forth. And then he just uh, cinched it up with the Okada roll. Oh, Pretty awesome. Job where they're laying on their back and it's like, three, two. And then the guy goes, Flop. and they're like, yeah. oh, he just got out. The fake finish. <laughs> How do they how do they know they're gonna do that? Like the ref doesn't know that this one's gonna be a fake one. The ref always knows the finish. All right. I was gonna say, like, what if the ref goes one, two, three, and the guy goes, fuck, no ref, no, no. That wasn't supposed to be the finish. Like well, you can't that, you can't undo that. that has happened. Yeah. I mean, that has happened, you know, and it it looks like shit. I mean, there's no way around it, you know. The crowd nowadays is smart. They call them smart, smart marks a wrestling fan like a, a person that goes to a carnival uh do you know about this they're called mm-hmm. a rube sure, mark yep a rube a rube and a wrestling fan is a mark 
So yeah, they're smart marks now. When shit like that happens that you were talking about, the the crowd will chant, "You fucked up! You fucked up! You fucked up!" Like <laughs> call it out, and they're not shy about it. I like the fans are called marks because they'll fall for it. They'll fall for the fake wrestling. <laughs> Let's just call our fans marks. Yeah, but they're smart marks now. Next match was an NWA match. This is what they called a legacy match. It was Ricky Morton and his son, Kerry Morton. Ricky Morton, 65. His son is 21. They wrestled as a tag team against uh, Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson. Brock Anderson's dad, Arn Anderson, we talked about earlier. He has the podcast. Uh, he was a member of the Four Horsemen. Brian Pillman's father, he was also a wrestler. He was in the Four Horsemen at one time. And so uh, kind of like an all star kind of game. Like, is this a, a big yeah. event? Just bringing everybody back. Yeah, this was this was a huge huge deal, man. Is this a thing they do often? Because it, no, this was yeah, you know? this was one time only. Because this is interesting. These the sport could use well the 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 well, I guess it's, it's a sport, right? Yeah, it's not really well, competitive if writing scripts, but you know this is a good thing for wrestling to kind of have these all star moments. Yeah, Bring it's very good. It's very good because when we get into it, then the main event, Jer- uh, Jeff Jarrett, he actually works for the WWF now. And I, in my heart, I believe that if Vince McMahon was still involved with the WWF, he wouldn't have been allowed to do what he did uh, this past Sunday. He wouldn't have been allowed to wrestle in that match. Like Vince never allowed that shit before. He would never allow you to work for someone else. You know what I, I mean? Wouldn't <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. If I hire somebody, you work for me. But it's good for business, for like you said. But like you said, before, you know, right before I said that, it's good for business. Everybody working together. Yeah, well, maybe when you're not working under a contract right now, you know, like the the worst thing to do right now is let your guy go and start dancing over at another league, and then all of a sudden you get swept away by that other league and all that it, yeah yeah it's too that's too dangerous for me i wouldn't do that I, i'm with Vince <laughs> on that i'd be like no 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 no. you stay the well that's deep. that's what contracts are for though you have a contract to them you know yeah yeah I, you you try to tell me that vince is a bad guy and i i know he's in the news for doing bad shit and i don't know what it is but he's a he's paid out like over 15 million dollars of hush money to females that he had affairs with Oh well, and they say it. They he claims it's that's personal. Okay. Trump did it too. Who knows? Everybody seems to be all right doing that. All Vince right. claims it. Vince claims it was his personal money, but it was personal money that he was taking from the company. Oh really? Uh, he's <laughs> but I don't know. You used to badmouth him when we were doing the show last year. We we're doing a bunch of wrestling episodes last year, and you're like, "Oh yeah, he's terrible." I'm like. I don't know. He sounds like a pretty fucking good businessman to me. I mean, he made a lot of fucking money. <laughs> he figured out so, how to grow this thing into dude. a universally known brand. I got to think the guy knows something. All right. Let me let me ask you how you feel about Vince McMahon after this story. Okay. Have you ever heard of Owen Hart? Uh, the wrestler, yes. Owen Hart died in a wrestling ring at a pay-per-view in the 90s. He was attached to a clip. He was supposed to you know, free fall from the ceiling down to the ring. He was a character known as the blue blazer. Okay. Whatever the company was that was hired to hook him up to the rig used a a carabine, the little clips that was purchased at a convenience store. It was not supposed to hold any weight at all. 
he he fell almost immediately as soon as he as he was released. He fell, dropped, and died in the ring on live pay per view. The match continued, like everything kept going. And I was Vince saying, "Don't stop, keep going. Don't stop. The show must go on." Dude, that should have been shut down and a crime scene. Like, Mm -hmm. he died in the wrestling ring from someone's mistake. Mm -hmm. And and that wasn't investigated. Like, you know, they fucking packed up and left. Like, you know, after the show was over. Yeah, that's pretty awful. That's fucking horrible. That's fucking horrible. Is that why we hate him? Is that the big reason? That's, that's, yeah, that's one of the big reasons why I don't like him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that shit's. Can't like, that's that. fucked up. It, it's like these guys that, that people badmouth. It's like I, I I don't know enough about them to like have an opinion. Right. But like when you see that they grow these empires, and you're just like, yeah, I can't say the guy sucks if he's got all this you know success. So, but if he's done shit like that, he, he kind of you know got to the top being a bad human being. Sure, there's plenty of CEOs that that we find out about that that are like right. That. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, I guess he's so. Wrong. Yeah, I mean, he might be a smart, you know, businessman and shit, but like to the the way that he might have had to do it, you know, that's fucking dirty shit. You know, sure, it sounds like he's putting money in front of you know humanity. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? Because of all this shit uh, with the Crockett promotions that we've been talking about, one thing I didn't I didn't know about until recently is the f- very first WrestleMania that Vince had, the money that he got to start to do all that came from the Crockett's. They loaned him the money to do it. And That's then he cool. fucking, then he started buying up all their, or, you know, bringing in all of their wrestlers to work for him. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. It's not a whole lot of loyalty in, in, in right. business. It's like when uh, Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney did a song together on, on Michael Jackson's album, and they're like, oh, we're friends now. We're, we're friends now, right, Michael? That's my best uh, Paul McCartney accent. Oh, that was awful. That was awful. Edit that out. So he's like, we're friends now. And then, you know, year later michael goes and buys the whole beatles catalog <laughs> out from under paul and paul's like yo like i'm not cut that cool with that i you know I, I gave my rights away and then you bought my rights i was hoping to buy my rights back and he turns around to paul and he goes it's just business and like that ended their friendship but hey man that's just business like you don't have to be ethical you could be a cutthroat business person right it's legal yeah yeah shady but legal yeah yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, back to this uh, card. Got a couple more here. So uh, Brock and Brian won that won that match against uh, Ricky and his son Kerry. Ricky Morton, for sixty five years old, still wrestling. He wrestles, you know, w- on a weekly basis around the country, mostly East Coast. Still, still, just doing awesome stuff. He he looks so good still. Um, not physically, he doesn't like his, he looks like an out of shape old man, but he's still like the stuff that he does is just still looks so good. He got a huge pop as soon as he came in. Uh, they started chanting rock and roll, rock and roll. They were known as the rock and roll express. The only thing I don't, I don't not a fan of about Ricky is you can, you can see him. Uh, they call it calling spots. Like a lot of guys will work out a match beforehand in the back but a lot of the old timers will, they'll call it, they call it calling it in the ring. And like when Ricky's whipping the guy in, you can, you can see him like duck the clothesline, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> <laughs> who was that guy? Ricky. Who? 
Ricky Morton. Morton? I thought he said Ricky Martin. <laughs> you remember Ricky Martin? Yeah. I was like, he's a fucking... This guy? <laughs> hey, I'm coming out to wrestle. <laughs> Do a body slam. Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton. Yeah, buddy. All right, next match. This is the match that stole the show. It was the AAA match, uh, Lucha Libres. It was four Mexican wrestlers, Ray Phoenix, Bandito, Black Taurus, and the Laredo Kid. This dude, the Black Taurus, I've never seen a lot of these guys before. Black Taurus is a fucking, just a big monster of a dude with a bull mask on. Like, uh, it's he's got these big horns. And he did a fucking flip from the top rope and like it was like a tornado i don't i don't know how many spins it was but like on to the other three guys from the inside of the ring to the outside and dude it was fucking cool like to see a guy that big do something like that that's pretty cool that's the first time no i don't know if it's the first time it's ever been done but the first time i ever saw it from a guy that size Um, he also did something else I had never seen before. He was standing on the very top rope, this black Taurus dude, and he picked a guy up. I can't remember which guy it was, but he gorilla pressed him over his head on the top rope and then fucking threw him off, threw him off the top rope from there or, you know, threw him off of his hands from there down to the ring. It's pretty cool. That's pretty, that's pretty high up there. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I think I've seen that every match. Every You've match never seen that. I'm pretty sure I've seen a guy get picked up and thrown. Not from the top rope. All right. Find it. I beg of you to find it. Was he, because that does sound pretty impressive. Was it, Did he have to stand on the, um, it's called the turnbuckle, the post, right? Yeah. Did yep. he have to stand on that? Or was he actually bouncing like a high wire act? Like, on the no, he was, the he was standing like on the, yeah, on the, Two ropes, like, in between the turnbuckle. Dang, that's yeah. good balance. Yeah. Dude, wait. I mean, I'll post I'll post pictures of all these guys in the video if you're watching on YouTube. Wait until you see the size of this guy. He's okay. fucking big. He's huge. Dude, this next match, I couldn't even watch the match. I was that pissed off at this piece of shit. I don't care if he hears this. I hope he hears this. Jacob Fatu, he's a Samoan wrestler. He's fucking gross. Dude, the first two of the two of the first things that I ever ever learned in the professional wrestling business is one, you wipe your feet getting into the ring so you don't drag fucking dirt or whatever into the ring where other guys have to wrestle and don't spit in the ring. Dude, this guy was constantly spitting in the ring. This big fat Samoan dude just constantly spitting his nasty shit in the ring where Ric Flair has to fucking wrestle later. That's fucking gross. And if any wrestler is listening to this and they hear this, fucking comment. Because I'm. it's fucking gross. Don't do it. You're I don't fucking mother. care about your match because it pissed me off. The coolest thing about it was Diamond Dallas Page came in at the end and gave one of the dudes a diamond cutter. Diamond I don't know cutter. who he is. I don't, um, I don't know what the diamond cutter is. Jerry Lawler was backstage. Do you know who he is? We talked about him last week. He was in the Andy Kaufman thing. I've heard of a shit cutter. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You were talking about, sorry, so the, the King Lawler, he was there? Yeah, he was there. 
He was backstage with uh, Jeff Jarrett. They showed him backstage with Jeff Jarrett uh, leading up into the uh, the main event. Then we had the Von Eriks versus the Briscoes. This was another MLW match. This is the first time I ever saw the the Von Eriks in action. They're also third generation wrestlers. Their uh, their dad was a wrestler, Kevin Von Erick. The Briscoes they're they're so fun to watch. They're from Sussex County, Delaware. They do uh, redneck kung fu. And it's just they're they're really entertaining to watch. Do they walk um, with their hands like this? No, that was the Bushwhackers. Bushwhackers. Yeah, yeah these guys actually kind of remind you of the Bushwhackers. They wear the they wear those uh, camo pants like the Bushwhackers did. Um, be the Bushwhackers the way they recycle. Yeah, yeah, they come <laughs> barbers. Like, didn't the um, uh, the the Ultimate Warrior? Didn't he have a couple names? Uh, no, his he was the ultimate warrior. His real name was James Helwig. That was a, that was always a big rumor that there were multiple ultimate warriors. Oh, um, that was true. never true. No, there Wait, was only no, ever the one. The ultimate warrior played another character. He wasn't always the ultimate warrior. I thought No, he was, he was always the ultimate warrior. Hmm. When he first started, he was the dingo warrior. The dingo warrior. Yeah. Fuck the dingo warrior. No idea, <laughs> but that's what his name was. And then he got the WWF, and Vince was like, "What's a dingo?" I don't even know what a dingo is. <laughs> You're the Never. ultimate warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he doesn't know what dingo is, so he's like, "I don't want. I might be a dingo. I don't <laughs> want to make fun of me." <laughs> yeah. So this this was a fun match. The Von Erichs are young. You know, it was a lot of uh, a lot of the Briscoes doing a lot of the work in this match. Cool to see the Von Erichs use the their uncles. He he always did like a claw. They did that, and then uh, like but the, the, the yeah, but the Briscoes won. Briscoes ended up winning. Um, the next match, this was a semi main event. It was the women's. It was for the women's knockout championship. This was an Impact Wrestling uh, show. Uh, it was Jordan Grace, Diana Parazzo, and Rachel Ellering. Rachel Ellering's father was the manager of uh, the Legion of Doom and the Road Warriors. They're the same the same team, just different names. I don't know if you remember them. They wore spikes on their shoulders. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. So this was their manager, and when this was when Matt, he was like their manager when managers managers in the wrestling business were actually their managers. Like he would get their bookings. He would take. The, he would get paid. He would drive them around. Like. He would do everything for him, including come out to the ring with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that makes me wonder, right? Because I do remember you would meet managers sometimes. Like, who was that Hart guy? Jimmy Hart. Mouth uh, of the South. Yeah. 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 So was he an actual man? Like, what was he? Because he wasn't a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a manager. He was, he was one of those, one of these guys that I'm talking about. So would he actually do that job or was he just a character? He just played. I, I think by the time that he came around, I think that he was just uh, the character. Mm. I don't think he was like, but, but when Paul Ellering was doing it for the road warriors, they were like in the, this was in the territory days. Like he was getting their bookings and he was, he was doing all that stuff for him. He's actually a bodybuilder himself too. He's, he was, he was a big, really big Jack dude. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so his his daughter wrestles now, uh, Rachel Ellering. Uh, within the very first minute, though, she got hurt pretty bad, and it, for real. 
there was a move where you could see it in the in the replay. I watched it back a couple times. Her leg got kind of twisted under the other girl's leg, and the match like really broke down after that. Because you know when you go into the match, you do have a set, you know, like unless it's the older guys, like I'm saying, these are the younger girls, so they're they probably worked out the match before they came out to the ring, and you know within the first minute it got fucked up because she got hurt. You know, so Deanna Parazzo and Jordan Grace, they started going back and forth. And then uh, Rachel Ellering did come back in, but you could definitely tell she was hurt. Jordan Grace, she's a very little, short. She's probably, you know, five, five, one, five, two, but she's strong. Like she's, she's built like really good and uh, really like strong style, they call it. Like she, she really, like you can tell she's really hitting, hitting pretty damn good. I've seen all these girls wrestle before. They're all really, really good. Jordan Grace won with a real rear naked choke. What naked? It's better been been on pay per view. <laughs> it was. <laughs> all right, buddy. The main event. Okay, so now the main event. The main event. Eighty year old Ric Flair walks out. Seventy three year old Ric Flair. His final match against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett wrestled in the WWF for a long, long time. Uh, his dad was a promoter, Jerry Jarrett. He's one of the best heels in the business. A heel is a bad guy. When he came out, he immediately started getting booed. He went over to the announce table, and they had like their all their notes here like this. He fucking picked them up, fucking threw all their notes, so they had no notes for the rest of the match, <laughs> unless they went and picked the shit up went down got right in this fan's face like this fan was like you know really getting in his face and jared did you see him like reach down to the ground he picked up the dude's beer and fucking dumped it all over the dude the fan jeff jarrett the wrestler fucking sprayed the dude with his own beer you haven't been to many rock concerts have you when have a when has a rock performer Tried to fight you by throwing beer all over you. Sebastian Bach grabbed the beer that was thrown on stage, threw it into the audience, and jumped heels first onto the guy's face. Yeah, man. There's <laughs> <laughs> footage all over the internet of rock stars having enough and jumping into the crowd. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, this is called getting heat. And it was fucking, he, Jeff Jarrett knows how to do it, man. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, so then Andrade comes in Andrade El Idolo that's Ric Flair's son-in-law uh, he's married to Charlotte Flair who wrestles for the WWF okay. and uh, and then uh, the lights went out and got dark it was dark for about a minute minute and a half and then uh, Ric Flair's music hit and he came out in one of the, the robes that he used to wear like the the old, uh, I, I th- I'm pretty sure it was a replica. I don't believe it was one of the actual old robes that he used to wear. Looked pretty good. Um, he had the actual NWA belt, the original belt that he always had. He had that. Uh, remember, I told you Conrad is a belt collector. Mm-hmm. Conrad actually owns that belt, so he he let Rick wear it for the down to the ring for his final match. So. I posted that video last week in the YouTube video of the parking lot brawl between Ric Flair and uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Remember when I told you he was bleeding all over the place? Yeah. 
and they did that uh, three part docu series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was talking to uh, someone yesterday about this after the show, and I believe that all of those little vignettes that they shot of Ric Flair working out and training for this final match, I believe that that might have been the only training that he did for this match (laughs) was when they were filming those vignettes. Oh, yeah? Why? Was he that out of shape when he was up there? It was not good. No. It was good that he got the respect that he should have when he got in there. It started off a little slow, like a little back and forth. You know, Ric Flair started the match with Jeff Jarrett. They they circled each other for a little while. Uh, they got face-to-face. Ric Flair slapped Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett was like, fuck this. He left. Jay Lethal came in. Um, they went back and forth for a little bit. Ric Flair put him in a side headlock, and he takes him down, puts him in a head scissors. They get up, and they're both back on their feet, and the entire crowd starts to chant, you still got it. You still got it. How many people are in there? About 50? Over 9,000. 9,000 people? Over 9,000, yeah. I thought it would be like 50 or 60. People? No, remember in the beginning of the show, I told you how it sold out in, in three minutes and 32 seconds? Yeah, but I thought it was like a high school gymnasium. Nope. The, Nash- the Nashville Auditorium. Now, wrestling is like number one on USA Network. That's like 12 people. Didn't we talk about this last week? <laughs> I'm not going to go down that road again. So, all right, Ned. All right. All right. It sounded like you had a good time. It sounded yeah, it was like awesome. it was a fun it's a hell of a lot better than like a um like a conference, like a wrestling conference, <laughs> right? The con that I yeah. call a conference. Like shit, man. If you can make a performance out of it, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. So it sounds like an awesome thing for that. It was awesome, man. And and you know, although the match itself wasn't the best, there was there was a lot of great moments in it for sure. Like when uh, Andrade and Jay Lethal started fighting, that part was incredible because those those are two of the best wrestlers in the world. Flair, you know, slow. He's 73. His hits, his punches looked great. His chops looked good because the other guys made him look good. They 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 sold for him, you know? Like mm-hmm. they made him look as good as they possibly could make a 73-year-old man look in the ring. And uh he I mean he looked pretty good. And then uh there was some stuff going on on the outside with Jeff Jarrett. Uh Rick Flair's family was around around ringside. Jeff Jarrett's wife, Karen, was his manager like at ringside, and she went over and started shit with uh, Ric Flair's family. Um, this was when Ric Flair got, I think, thrown into a pole, and then it causes the distraction between the family and Karen. Ric Flair gets up, and he's a bloody fucking mess because <laughs> he... Psh, psh. Well, remember, people are listening to this. What is... Psh, psh. He bladed. Yeah, he bladed. Remember we talked about it last week? That's right. And blading is where you hide a little blade into your belt or your uh, wristband. Tape. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, 73-year-old uh, Ric Flair bled for his final match, and uh, he beat Jeff Jarrett with a figure four leg lock in the center of the ring. It's a good, good show. Awesome show. Well, for our wrestling fans out there, I hope you all caught it. I don't get it. 
I don't get any of this. I just don't get it. But I know people are allowed to like things I don't get, Casey. Yeah. I, but they didn't let me be ruler supreme. So I, I now have to live with the fact that there's wrestling out there. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. <laughs> the next time the next time there's an event that I'm going to, I would like you to join me. No. <laughs> and I will change your mind on wrestling. Mm-mm, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. I look. I like like to like anything that's that's uh, fun. But I'm just you know I get bored of stuff pretty easy. But you're just not a fun person. Yeah, I'm not that fun. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just not that fun. <laughs> I am pretty dull. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm I'm at that old age now where it's like I know what I like, what I don't like, and I don't want to do anything I don't like anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's like, hey, can you help me move? No. Fuck what do you mean no. no? I'm just like, no. Done. Those days are over. I'm helping people. Yeah. I won't help. Nobody gets free help from me anymore. I'm with you on that one, bud. I think all you motherfuckers who know you owe me a favor. It's time to it's time to collect. <laughs> Cash in. I need some shit painted and some lawn mowed, so come on over. <laughs> who ultimately put that together? If it was all of the different um wrestling associations there's a lot of people with their hands in there going i want to get you know some money out of this who was it one league that's like hey we're gonna bend and let the other leagues in or was it no league is this just everybody who's independent and not affiliated with anything right now so maybe you weren't paying attention at the at the beginning of the show when i uh addressed this very question it was jim crockett promotions remember he Okay, so it's not a wrestling league; it's a promoter. no. It was it was a one off. They call it a one off. Got it. So he would make the deal with um, pay per view and all that, and then he puts yep. it together. He probably hires the 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 crew to do the lights and the sound. Yep. So actually, this that. actually the that was the name put on it. But I'm it, my belief is that Conrad paid like Conrad was the money behind this. The guy that does all the podcasts mm. and. Uh, he, he does the Starcast, the wrestling convention. He's the money guy. He 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 actually owns. Uh, it's like called One World Financial or something like that. It's a huge mortgage company. Mm. His Twitter handle is Conrad the Mortgage Guy. Got it. Yeah. So he's the money guy. I believe that he's probably the one that they've you know put up the money for all this. I mean, there was probably thousands of people hired. Oh, absolutely. Not only were all those different companies involved, you know, all the different wrestlers, but I didn't even announce like for each different match, there was a different referee that works for that company. There was a different announcer that came out and announced with Tony and David for each each match. Yeah, Uh, there was a different ring announcer for each match. Like there's a lot there was a lot of people getting paid on that show. Yeah. 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 It's got to be ever see like. I know you don't watch a lot of the Marvel stuff, but when those trailers roll, there's like 10 billion names. It's like 10 yeah. million people made these movies, and you don't really think that it's that big of an organization. I was reading an article about uh, about how it's working right now with Marvel and a lot of these companies that, you know, it's time to make an Ant-Man movie. Who are we going to call to be our special effects teams? Well, we'll use these 10 companies, right? And then it's like, all right, company, we need you to create this scene, whatever it is, right? So the companies are like, all right, we're going to quickly – put the scene together we have exactly a month to do it the director keeps coming in but this director has never worked with special effects before so he's fucking us up and the article is talking about how the special effects industry is like 
like they're working like crazy insane hours for for Disney who comes in with these sweetheart deals and it's like we're going to sign you for all of our movies for the next whatever 20 years at a discount and you guys are going to work doubly hard because we're Disney and we're making Marvel movies and you guys get to be part of it. But the the article is like well now you sort of understand why you see shitty special effects sometimes. It's bad management. It's bad yeah. organization of the big show. You know, we're talking about wrestling. Like that guy could have fucked up one thing, and next thing you know, it's like you, you don't have a camera working to to really record this thing in a way that 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 matters and is meaningful and people enjoy paying for. It. And then next thing you know, you you never do another one because you you fucking screwed up. So a lot yeah. of these things, I think, you got to take into consideration the the team that's behind these things. Otherwise, you would never yeah. have this event, right? I don't know. I I, I like that stuff. I just don't yeah. think every, anybody ever thinks about the behind the scenes stuff anymore. Yeah, the huge. I mean, it's a huge production. Yeah, all right. like all weekend, the, the star cast, the the live podcasts, and the 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 not the signings. Like none of that stuff was on like the convention floor or anything. But they streamed every uh, live podcast, live Q and A, all that. They streamed all that stuff. You know. Like all weekend, all weekend long, starting on Friday night with the roast of Ric Flair. The roast? They roasted him? Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. The one, the only thing I didn't like about that was they had uh, Ty Comey there. He must be friends with Ric Flair. He was an old hockey player. Okay. And like you can tell that people wrote jokes for him, and yeah. he obviously didn't read them before he came out on, on stage. Because he read some and he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I read that. I have daughters. Like, like <laughs> What a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think it's rated? Like, what do they rate these uh, shows now? The the roast? That roast or, or the the wrestling? I, I guess I just mean like anything you get on pay-per-view. Like, do they give them rating? Was, was this on pay-per-view? Know. I assume the roast was on pay-per-view. The roast was on pay-per-view. Yeah, everything this weekend. It was all pay-per-view. Yeah. Because I know, like, even though I don't watch wrestling, I know the women have been getting kind of sexy, like, even sexier, like, nudity almost, like, in some of these leagues. So, do they have a rating? Like, do they say, hey, this is a PG event, or this is going to be a PG-13 event, or this is all ages? Like, how do you know? Well, I know WWE is, up until recently, it was PG, and AEW is PG-13 because they're, they're allowed to bleed. Okay. Yeah, I never heard about ratings on wrestling. That makes sense. Yeah. We talked about me doing some news items, um, but we did go long on this one. But I want to ask you about this news item. Did you hear about the new so women of wrestling, the new wow? Yes. You just announced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who owns that? No. The owner of the uh of the Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers, Jeannie Buss. So here you go. Are you gonna watch Wow Wrestling? Yeah, I'm gonna check You're it gonna out. Watch yeah. that? Absolutely. So that's not Glow. That's the same thing as Glow. They're just going to start a new wrestling association. Basically, yeah. It's actually been going on. I think this is going to be the second or third season now of it, of WoW. Wow. And, yeah, it's basically the same thing as Glow. Actual yeah. trained trained professional wrestlers. It's pro wrestling. They're not making fun of it or anything. It's It's wrestling. Did we need another league? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. It's a... It's a a place for wrestlers to work. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't see any problem with anybody who wants to wrestle wrestling, but you know, there's a point where it's like, you know, I, I like football, but if there were 20 different football leagues, I'd start to dislike football. I'd be frustrated by how much nonsense there is out there. Well, I mean, personally, I, I wish there was a lot more 
uh, wrestling. Like, I wish there was uh, an independent promotion around here. Like, yeah, I, know. I know you. There's do. nothing around. There's nothing around here, you know? Yeah, I, I know you wish the whole world was still watching wrestling. I know. <laughs> I know. You you love it. You were Look, I get it, man. You were a wrestler. This is your world. This is what the show's about. Exactly. Then talk about the things you like. Exactly. I'm going to run through a few news items, and, and we won't go very long, but some of these are a little timely, so I wanted to bring them up to you. Maybe we'll try this segment another time. The new Predator movie. Did you hear about it? I did not. New Predator movie coming out called Prey. It's on Hulu. Okay. It's not called Predator. It's called Prey. Okay. All right. And and I've been hearing about it, but I didn't realize it was brand like it's coming out. Like it's all in August 3rd. I think it comes out on Hulu and it's a prequel. It goes all the way back to the like Comanche tribe oh. and he's out there. The predators out there hunting, right? Natives who know how to hunt like a motherfucker. So it's like amazing hunters against the universe's most amazing hunter. All right. So I heard about it. I went, oh, clever, but. You know, I'm kind of burned out on Predator. You know, after the first one, they never made a good one. People like the second one. Some people do because it was a twist on it and they put it, you know, in a city. I didn't like it. First one was great. Never felt like they they were able to pull it, uh, pull that magic back. This might be interesting. People are saying, they're saying, Casey, not me. I didn't say it. I didn't see this yet. That it's the best Predator yet. Better than the first one. Come people on now. People are really talking about this movie. And supposedly, since it is... um uh the uh the the word i can't remember comanche tribe right even though because it's like they have an english version somebody something i read said they actually went back brought the actors to speak the language in comanche too so you can watch either version like the truest version or you can watch a version where i guess they speak with english yeah so i don't know that's an interesting idea yeah absolutely i i've always been a fan of the predator man I, i i like most of them this goes back to a while ago when we talked about fan films. Mm-hmm. Remember the Predator with uh, that I talked about in that that the Predator fan film that was a really cool yeah. one with the, when they went back to like the the Middle Ages. Yeah, I, see, I wasn't into that. The Predator versus Aliens, like eh, it's too on the too 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 fan servicey for me. But I think there is a good story in that Predator world that I don't think they they really fleshed out yet. Yeah, I'm no. looking forward to this. I, I had not heard about this until right now. Let me see if I can find some other news for you here. Let me All see right. What I do on my list here. Um, I noted, uh, so they, they're talking about, we're talking about uh, wrestlers who are too old and, and shouldn't be getting back up on stage. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, Rocky was too old and shouldn't have been getting back into that ring. So eventually what they started to do is they made Creed movies. Yeah. So now they're talking about another spinoff from Creed on the Drago character. I heard about this. Would you want to see this? I would, yeah. If Sylvester Stallone wrote it, and you know this, that's why this is in the news. Why? It was stolen from, like they're 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 writing their own backstory for Drago. What's his name? Dolph Lundgren. He's he he has something to do with this. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and Ro- Sly is not happy about it. Some further research needs to be done here. No, that story, I didn't pick that that tidbit up at all. Interesting. Yeah. So there's some drama there. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I saw it on um, Sylvester Stallone's Instagram account. 
he tweeted or he Instagrammed that may, maybe tweeted about it as well. Hmm. Uh, but he posted, he was like, I thought we were friends. Like, you know, how can you do this? Oh, so weird. He put his dirty laundry out there in public. Yeah. Like wow. he, he's not involved with it at all. It's like his characters, you know, they're yeah. his characters. Yeah. I don't think you could just take them and just no. do something with them. Okay. Well, then I got to, I got to look up. Uh, we'll grab some news next week too. As I dig further into this bullshit. <laughs> so like, I love Sylvester Stallone because being a Philly kid, like uh, I remember being a kid and seeing pictures of him at my mom's birthday party or something like that. Like, it's crazy. He's always, just always been around and people, you know, who have met him have always said he's a dick and shit like that. And I'm always sad about that. I'm like, ah, I want to be great. Cause love Rocky Philly kid, love Rocky. Everybody loves Rocky around here, but it's like, Maybe he's done. Maybe we ought to just say, hey, Sylvester Stallone, it's time to close it up and go to bed. Because I've been seeing lots of bad shit that he's in the last 10 years. But then I just saw a trailer for a movie called The Samaritan. Have you seen this? I've seen the preview. Yeah, that looks he's, good. Looks great in it. The only problem yeah. is I can't understand a fucking word Sylvester Stallone is saying. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> It's like crazy. Like you can't hear the guy anymore. He makes no sense. So the Samaritan is, he's like, it's basically Hancock with a uh, Will Smith. They, they bump into this guy who, Hey, look, you have superpowers. I don't talk about that anymore. And then they're like, Oh, you know, you can, I'm old and I'm grumpy. It's, it's, there's not much to it, but I was like, the, the special effects are good. He still looks cool. But <laughs> it's just unbelievable. He, you yeah. can't tell what the fucking guy is saying. Yeah. Hey, Samaritan, we got the bad guy. Are you going to punch him? You're going to, you're going to take care of him? Well, am I safe or am I, should I be worried? Going back to, uh, you said how you, you hear stories about him being a dick. I heard a story one time. I think it was, um, I, I can't remember who, who told this story. It was on a podcast, but they were in a movie with Sylvester Stallone. And um, they got a call from like his manager or whatever. And they were like, Hey, uh, Rocky really liked that tape that your Sly really likes that tape that you, you were using um, the other day. And he ran out of it and got, he's like, could you, you know, could you bring the, that with the next time? He's yeah, sure. No problem. You know, or it was like some kind of like rub or something. I forget exactly what it was. Uh, but the guy said like, whatever it was, was really expensive and really hard to find. Like, it's not something that you can just go to a store and buy, you know, it's like a specialty product. So he let him use it and he was trying to get it back at the end of the day. And Rocky just like Sly just left with it. He's like, hey, can I get that uh, cream back? Oh, no, dude. Thanks, man. Like, he wouldn't give it back to him. But I didn't cream. I rash. I got to put on the testicles. Keep it, Rock. <laughs> you could keep it. I mean, some of these guys, I love them because they're from our day. Uh, more news. Beverly Hills Cop 4. Sounds like it's going to finally happen. Sounds like it's going to be on Netflix. Do we care? Like, do you care? Who cares? They needed I, I, that franchise. But they got to. I I don't know. I, I did like Coming to America, too. But, like, don't care. Are you going to go see Beverly Hills Cop 4? Have you been going, oh, I can't wait to see what Axel Foley's up to now? Like, why are you making this movie? They obviously need money. 
I guess. Is that what's going to happen now? Like every Top Gun 2, everything's going to start happening for some of these old actors that that people still like, but nobody wants to hire. Yeah. Like who else would be on that list? Eddie Murphy's kind of on that list, I think. Like Billy Crystal? Like I'd like to see Billy Crystal in something, but who's looking for Billy him. Crystal? Haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. We're City Slickers 3. <laughs> it's got to be coming. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. It's crazy. They, did you watch the show um, Picard no. on Paramount? The the trailer that just dropped is basically every cast member from uh, the Star Trek The Next Generation is coming back. Everything comes back. And I like it from a, a fan service perspective, but it's also like you better be making a good story. Yeah. I don't want to see all these characters again and have the story suck. We got right. heard in Star Wars when they brought back Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and all that. You just have no idea how elated I was. And then when they were on the screen, you're like, I hate these guys. These guys suck old. And every time you watch in like their earlier movies, you're like, yeah, now I know this guy gets old because of an asshole and she dies and he dies his dumb way. Like it it does sort of fuck with the story. Yeah. So I don't know. I wish I, I wish I'd be a little bit more particular because I don't like just how they just are like, we're just going to cash. It just, it's people with no artistic integrity taking something that's great that people love and just squeezing blood out of the stone. Yeah. Well, like, hopefully, you know, with the star world, uh, star Wars world that you were talking about last week or whenever we talked about the franchises, hopefully with, uh, John Favreau, you know, things will turn around. They have a show now. It just, the, the trailer came out. It's called Andor and it's a guy. It's one of the characters from, one of the offshoot Star Wars movies. It's called Rogue One. It's not even a Star Wars movie. It's a standalone side story. I don't think it has any original character. In it. And it's actually a great movie. But now they're like, hey, you know what we need? We need a TV show of one of those ancillary characters. And it was just announced. And I'm like, who's going to watch this? But I will. <laughs> Damn it. it. It looks cool. It looks okay. But it doesn't look as going to blow my doors off. But yeah, I'm going to watch it. I had to watch Star this Wars. Marvel thing the other day. They got a show called Miss Marvel on on Disney Plus, right? Because I I put all this time into the Marvel stuff. I had to watch Miss Marvel, which is a, a show aimed for kids, clearly. So now I'm watching kids show to make sure kids shows to make sure that I'm all caught up in the cinematic universe to make sure I don't miss a thing when they go into their you know future Avengers episodes where the whole worlds are all colliding. You ought to hear what they just announced at Comic Con. It's going to be insane what happens in a couple of years with the uh, Marvel Universe. Jesus Christ. It's, like, it's super ambitious. That multiverse of madness is just the start of it. The, the grand finale is going to be all the multiverses and all the heroes and all those multiverses kind of leaking out and fighting each other. So you'll get Iron Man, but you'll get like 50 different people playing Iron Man. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. It's, it. it all gets too big. And I think when things get too big and they force concepts... They don't force good stories. And that's what Hollywood is missing. Good stories. I think, Casey, that's what I think. You don't think this, Casey. I think this. I <laughs> These think. are Bill's opinions. This is just my opinions. But yeah, a lot of going on in the news. And the only other item I had, I, I, I so seamlessly worked in every one of these bullets. I had 10 bullets and they all worked their way in, except this last one. We were talking about Star Trek. Michelle Nichols died. Michelle Nichols yeah. Aura. So I think there's only two people left from Star Trek. Right? They're all dead. Except George Takei and William Shatner. And they hate each other. That is so much fun. They hate each other. They take shots at each other on, on uh, in the media. 
I can't wait to see which one lives and which one oh lives. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. He's still on Stern every once in a while. And he's just, his, his voice is the best. Yeah. Whack-a-mole. He says all these words like, you know, agua. Like, he won't say it like the, uh, stupid people who say, you know, aqua. You know what I mean? Like, he has to say it with the proper, uh, yeah. yeah, enunciation. Agua. George still gets, like, I I've go to these conventions as well. And, uh, like, as old as George is, he's, he's in his 80s, right? Like, his lines are still so fucking long. It's like, dude, how, like, how haven't all of these people in line already not met you? You're you're 87 or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he does cons constantly, and his lines are always long. Like, people love him. Yeah. Well, except you know. William Shatner. Oh, Georgie boy. I don't know why you keep badmouthing me in the press. Maybe you're just a bitter old actor who can't get work. <laughs> Fuck you, Shatner. <laughs> He's so good. Stern does a great bit where they get a a a uh, an impressionist of William Shatner. It's perfect. And an impressionist of uh, George Takai. Sure. And they just argue. And it's like, I love that bit when he does it because they find amazing impressions. They used to have a uh, David Letterman guy on. Yeah. And it was like, Hey, what's up? I'm David Letterman. He'd say something absolutely offensive, and then somebody on the phone would be like, "Are you really David Letterman?" So they do that with with some of these with these characters. And it's remarkable how just dead on they sound. Yeah. And there's people that that to this day, I'm sure, from that show went, "I'll never forget that time Arnold Schwarzenegger called me and asked me what I was wearing." Like, dude, you were pranked. Like, I wonder if they ever tell these people you were pranked by a by a impression. These people believe it. Is that really you? Yeah, it's really me. Okay, I'll believe it. Yeah, Schwarzenegger's calling you. <laughs> Nobody's calling you. Whoever Nobody. You All right, Bill. This was a fun one, bud. All Hope right. Hope everyone this, enjoyed it. Yeah, kind of a free form, just kind of going, shooting the shit. Yep. We promised last episode we uh, would stay on schedule. And even when we didn't have anything quite planned, we kept our promise. Yes, we did. <laughs> All right, until next time. Whether you Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>